In attempts to not run up any scores, <laughs> we stopped before it started. No <laughs> podcast this week. On behalf of Perry, Steubenville, Hoover, Jackson, and every other team that refuses to play Maslin every year, we apologize to Sun Valley for forcing Maslin to call over 200 schools to fill an open spot on their schedule. We also apologize to Sun Valley for having to listen to our fake outrage on their behalf as we look for any reason to criticize Maslin. Lastly, we apologize to Maslin for not sacking up and scheduling them, forcing them to go out and find any willing competition. Sincerely, your friends at Perry, Steubenville, and every other football program that won't return Madison's calls. P.S. At least the Hall of Fame is cool. Shut up and sit down. And welcome to the weeknight edition of the Black Swarm Podcast. I'm Cody DeVault, here with Hank Pfeiffer and Rob Antonell. How you guys doing tonight? Super. Pretty good. Um, so you... Where do we start? Uh, I mean, 101 to 6, you know. Ain't great no, for them. Ain't great for really anybody because that's just, you know, people want to. It, it gives a way for people that just want to talk about us to talk about us. And you, they've definitely crawled out of the woodwork this week. Absolutely. And I, I think Coach Moore said it best, you know, we can only coach our sideline. And if you were at that game, we did not run up the score. We spent the entire second half running power a trap, all seven plays we had the ball. I was going to say, did we not run seven plays in a half of football and scored three touchdowns? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can kind of – there's people saying like, oh, why was Tyree in to return the second half kickoff? Well, we're trying to get him the record. You know, that's not running up the score. That's just getting that out of the way, getting that monkey off our back. Yep. And it's like – you know, it, oh, well, they ran a trick play. No, that's our kids giving the fastest kid on the return team the ball. We don't call that from the sideline. We've had our special teams coordinator, Coach Jar, on here last week talking about that. That's just what they do on their own. You brought it out how you find, you know, any excuse to try and knock on Maslin. And then it's the same people who are talking about it mm-hmm. who don't want to play Maslin and they don't want to see their team play Maslin. You know, really, it's the people that are just talking, that are talking negatively about this, fall into two broad categories. One is they're just, it's people that are looking to talk crap about Maslin and will take any excuse they can get to do that. Mm-hmm. The other is people that are just kind of willfully ignorant, either don't understand competitive sport or didn't see the game and don't understand how that just kind of happened. Right. And, you know, if you were at that game, you would know we didn't do anything differently, really. We didn't try and run up the score. Aiden threw eight passes all night, I think four of which were just just tagged RPOs off of power that we're trying to work in, you know, our new Z receiver, Keyshawn Mack. Welcome back, by the way, in a big way. In a big um, way. You know, we're not forcing the ball downfield. We had Aiden went four for eight. Our Backup quarterback got a little bit of throwing in before he spent the rest of his night just handing the ball off left or right. I mean, it. we didn't try to do anything, you know. Uh, Morgan's punt return for a touchdown, that was 
we weren't setting it up. It was him catching a ball, going rolling backwards, just like he has all year all since year. we moved to a punt block type uh, return. You know, the Max pick six, it was he was they ran a simple flood concept. He covered the corner route perfectly, but the quarterback still wanted to force the issue downfield. Mac was right there, took it to the house. Uh, what was it? Max Turner's pick six, mm-hmm. you know, he just he stepped right in front of that. I think they were trying to go for a bubble screen there. He just stepped right in front of it. The quarterback still threw it anyway, and he, 20 yards and an open end zone right in front of you. Yep. You know, what do you want to do? Take a knee. Right. You're not taking a knee in the open field. You know, if you're out on the field as a Masson Tiger, you are giving it 100%. You know, some people want to trip like, Oh well, you know Mount Union. They when they get in the open field, they they take a knee or go out of bounds or something. No, if you're out there for the Tigers playing on Friday night, you are giving 100 percent effort. Absolutely, I don't I don't get the idea where you can't you you tell your kids not to go play football. Like you don't send them out there. Hey, take three knees and punt. That's absolutely asinine. To tell a kid who touches the what I think Fenson's had. Raquan Venson, the one who had the long touchdown run to break the century mark. Yeah. He's had five, six carries on varsity all year. I know he carried the ball in the Glen Oak game, and he hasn't, I don't believe, touched the ball since. I don't know. I, I haven't seen a one. I've been out of the stadium by then. Right. So you're telling a kid who's had less than 10 snaps on varsity all season to fall down in the open field? Absolutely not. That kid's going to make a beeline for the end zone. And, you know, it. you're right. You see, you're what, a fifth-string running back buried on the depth chart, you get the ball in your hand, you are going to make a play and show the coaches why you should be higher up than you are. Yep. And to say, like, oh, well, they should have ran the quarterback dive all the way downfield, or they should have taken a knee or punted on first down. No. that I mean, congrats for telling me that you don't, don't understand competitive sports at all. Maybe keeping up with the Kardashians is more your thing. Uh, extreme <laughs> makeover, home edition, I don't know. That seems like more your speed, but... I would rather a team try and run up 200 points on me than to come out there and just flat out stop playing. Absolutely. You know, it, I, I've heard mixed reports on this. Some some reliable sources, it didn't happen. Others, it did, that we went out at halftime and offered their coach, hey, let's take this down to eight-minute quarters with the running clock. And the coach is like, oh, no, we want the kids to have the full experience. Well, whether it did or didn't happen – you got the full experience. And just talking about some of the stuff too. They've mentioned it all night and all week and all, you know, after the game, why did we schedule it? Why did they schedule it? I actually found an article that the local paper out there wrote and they were even talking about how, you know, they'd said their quote unquote, though the Maslin program has grown recently. To say that we've grown recently, I don't we've been playing football since 1894. How in the... You know, like we said off-air, you know, recent's a relative term. I mean, recently, say, within the last 2,000 years, then yeah, we've grown recently. They, again, it was the Delco Times. They had this printed yesterday. Even last year, few had an inkling that the 7-3 and regular season and a berth in the Ohio District 2 semifinals would blossom into the nationally ranked behemoth of 2018. To say that we weren't a good football team last year, I don't understand it. And they knew we had a lot of underclassmen and we had a lot of juniors last year. 
I, I don't get it. You knew exactly what you were stepping into. What was the coach's quote? We didn't expect them to be that good. Yeah, we didn't expect them to be that good. Who in the hell are you to say that? Congrats on doing your homework. Like I, I genuinely had sympathy for this team up until it came out that their coach was saying, oh, you know, you don't get to 100 points without trying to run up the score like that. Yeah. No. You get to 100 points against a team that refuses to play defense. Mm-hmm. He was also quoted as saying, you know, I've coached for 21 and I played for 10 and I've never been a part nor seen anyone score 100 points. Therefore, it is very, very difficult to do. And apparently for his defense, it's really, really difficult to tackle or, you know, do anything. So I don't I don't get what he's trying to say there. Go out and have your kids do something and stop us. It, we ran dive and trap in the second half. Benson's 77-yard touchdown run, he went up the A-gap. Yeah. The linebacker stood up trying to tackle him. What What do you want him to do? Like it, you said, you're going to go out and try and make a play. The linebacker didn't even use his arms to try and tackle. He just kind of like chest-bumped him and hoped the kid went down. Right. You know, like I don't know what kind of competition you're playing over there in yeah, West Philly. but fifty to f- They've had two games this year that were 50-49. to 49. One they won, one they lost. I can't imagine the level of competition they're playing out there. As a Maslin fan, you know, we're kind of used to having to defend ourselves all the time. And a lot of the times you gr- have grown to, you know, not even listen to it, not respond to anything. And uh, for the most part, that's kind of how I was at the beginning. You know, you hear a lot of these things. You just let it go because the people that weren't there, they're never going to understand anyway. Uh, so it's not even really worth defending all that much. Uh, at the same time, you know, we all saw what kind of competition that team was, you know, so I'm not here to say anything about the other team's kids. Uh, the coach, I guess this is my fault for assuming that he was a decent guy. He seemed like, you know, a genuine character when I also heard that he declined shortening the game against us. Uh, so I, I took that as a good thing. He wanted to play a full game. You know, he wasn't going to back down. Uh, and then as soon as they get back home, He's in the media talking trash about us the whole time. I mean, what what would you think if your head coach is, you know, complaining about the other team for being too good? You know, what does that say about you? You know, what does that what does that say about your kids? You know, if you're one of his players, how do you take that? Oh, my coach just said this other team's too good. Well, maybe you need to get better. Maybe yeah. the coach needs to accept the fact that he didn't coach his team well enough that they couldn't stop the last kids on our bench. And, I mean, that's not a knock on our kids. Obviously, we're good enough to score 100 points against them. But at the same time, I mean, this happens to every team in the country. The kids on the end of your bench usually cannot score at will against another team's varsity, which that other team, Sun Valley, they didn't play all of their kids. No. In a game where they lost by 95 points, they did not get every kid onto the field. So maybe they had injuries or suspend, you know, whatever it may be. It's hard to believe that they didn't get all of their kids onto the field because of, you know, some outside source. Uh, So, I mean, I I try to stay out of this as much as I can, um, you know, but I I really didn't like what the other coach had to say about it when they got back there. I also saw a few things on social media, which I tried to avoid, but some of the ones that were, you know, more ignorant than others, I, I may have replied to. Uh, there, for example, there was a Perry fan who oh specifically mentioned that Maslin only plays bad teams in order to get 
a good ranking in the playoffs. Played two Canadian teams and can't even make the playoffs which, this year. Which, for anybody that understands how the Ohio High School Athletic Association's playoffs work for football, it is specifically designed to not allow that to work. It's the entire reason that Perry is not going to make the playoffs this year. They could go 8-2 and two and not make the playoffs because they scheduled too many weak teams. For example, we have, I believe, the most playoff points in the state right now at any team. Second. They Second. said this is specifically the Booster Club, the number one team, never heard of them in my life, not really state power, not to you know insult them in any way. I just never heard them at all. But divisions one through how many divisions are in Ohio? Seven. 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 Divisions one through seven, Maslin has the second most in the state. That means we've played... A pretty freaking good competition, you know? Yeah, I mean, we're not saying we schedule all the toughest te- uh, toughest teams, but the way that the points work out based off of who you beat and who they beat, and, you know, there, there's algorithms to it, but it obviously says that we don't play a cupcake schedule, you know? And, you know, we would never want to do that anyway. The teams that play cupcake schedules aren't prepared when they get to the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know? And then you have teams that don't make the playoffs because of it. Uh, so, I mean, I I tried to stay out of it as much as I can, but some people that just have no idea what they're talking about, you know, yeah. y- you try to kindly put them in their place. You know, I, for the most part, 98% of it I avoid. It's really their coach that waited to get back home and start talking that made me mad. And, you know, another guy that wrote an article in the paper that just really... I think one of his solutions for us was, uh, you know, LaSalle, their competition got rained out because of a hurricane. So I think his solution was something akin to, oh, you know, just call up LaSalle. Like, oh, you got an out-of-state team this week? Uh, You know, just let us know if they get rained out from a hurricane or some other natural disaster. We'll come down and play you. You know, it it doesn't work like that. You need to get this stuff. This is worked out months in advance. You know, St. V's. Always a strong team. Yep. Glen Oak, we had like a five-year stretch where the games were one or two points, decide the winner or loser. Warren, uh, we've played, Masson's played them the third most in our history. Traditional like, opponent. Yeah. Montclair, that was the winningest team in New Jersey. You know, they, they were, were supposed to be world beaters. Returning state champs. It, Firestone, Firestone's Firestone. You need, you need kind of a tune-up game in there somewhere. Fitch, I would say the second best coach team on our schedule, and nobody does more with less than Fitch does. Mm-hmm. East St. Louis, that was a slugfest. That was they had no less than ten Division One players on their schedule. Sun Valley coming in, they were a playoff contender in whatever they whatever league region they play in. Yeah, they. I think we got D three points from them. So, I mean, it's not like they're a small school. They're actually bigger than us, size-wise, I heard. Really? Huh. Huh. But it's even it's just going back to the game. Even, like, the Philadelphia Inquirer this week wrote an article about it, and they said, opting not to take its foot off the pedal. We ran seven plays in the – how in the hell, when we ran seven run plays, did we not take our foot off the pedal? I guess run it up the gut when there's one But second. we did is the issue. You know, one second left on the play clock, run it up the gut with our base play without any kind of window dressing at all is just not taking your foot off the pedal. You Apparently. Know? I'm not at all upset about anything that's been said, though. Let's let's be honest here. No. no nothing's even slightly bothered no. me. You know, it's... 
it's really only two guys that have bugged me. One, mostly because he just happens to have a position at a newspaper so he can get his opinion out, you know, slightly more mainstream. But he just still, he comes across as ignorant, really. Like, you know, he even said in his article, like, oh, you know, they said you had to be there, but I wasn't there, and I'm still going to have an opinion on it. Like, yeah, congrats for saying you have no idea what you're talking about, you know? (laughs) And it's also, sure, we can be mad at them. That makes sense. I'm in the same boat with you. This never had to happen. Like the opening said, this never had to happen. No. If teams here, I'm sorry, if they'd man up, put us on the schedule, we'll ask when we'll send out contracts, and they will say nothing to us. No, no. Play not, us. Not Play we, us. Not even we will send out contracts. We do. We have sent out contracts. You know, Perry, they just act like we're not here. Uh, Jackson, Hoover, the Federal League in general. Where's Reno at? Has he ever showed up? To oh, our, our traditional historic opponent, Steubenville, that right. would rather play cupcakes from Pennsylvania. And Seven out-of-state teams this year? Yep. Uh, I don't see any criticism thrown their way. No, not at all. But such is life as a Maslin Tiger. Yep. I, I guess they'll let us in the Fed one day when they think they can take us and we can <laughs> you know, put them back in their place and let them know who Daddy is. Yep. So, on to, week, on to a Week 9 opponent. Yes, please. An actual local opponent, and kudos to them. I love the home-and-home, home, you know, in Stark County. It's going to be their Super Bowl, Louisville. They've been doing pretty well for themselves this year. You know, they got – it seems like they have a bunch of players. Um, and like I said, this is going to be their Super Bowl. It seems like it's going to be a packed house and standing room only. I guess they're selling more tickets than they have seats. Good. So – I heard they were bringing bleachers in, but I don't know if that's actually been confirmed. That's uh, just one of those, you know, the rumor mill. We'll see it when we end up there. Yep. Uh, offensively, they like to run four wide, either two by two or trips. They'll go to empty a little bit. I think they're about 70% pass, 30% run. You yep. know, if, if given the option, they're dropping back and throwing the ball. Uh, they like to run a lot of zone beater type plays. You know, you got you, your uh, curl flat smash stuff like that more kind of intermediate short game dink and dunk down the field they will still try and throw it deep a little bit but i think that's more like when coverage starts to play up a little bit you know um it so expect to see a lot more man coverage this week which is not something entirely foreign to our back seven um Mm -hmm. i know especially in the way we play a lot of trips teams this year that really try and hit more of the bubble and short stuff Usually that backside one-on-one corner ends up playing just straight man with no safety help over top. So while we don't call straight man across the board, the way our coverage ends up working out, we have a lot of experience playing man. And talking about playing man, I you know I mean it's like it's man to man. It is their athlete versus your athlete. Athlete, let's see who can go out and do it. And I just I can't imagine that they can out athlete us on the edges. I don't want to say it can't happen, but it's it probably, probably not, won't. No, <laughs> improbable, not impossible. Yes. Uh, defensively, they've shown single high, too high. You know, mostly zone. It if they want to, if they think they have a chance against us, it's going to have to be mostly zone because you know 
in their back seven. They don't have the dudes to keep up with ours. Right. I think really only East St. Louis has been able to even like try it even semi successfully this year. Fitch tried and you you see the score there. <laughs> Special teams nothing special you know okay. they're not it's not a part of the game they ignore but you know so they're uh, not kicking it into the end zone no okay um i mean hey even give tyree a chance go, to go get know. number four kid yeah we'll see what happens right uh you know, you know one big thing i don't know if the coaches have talked to them about it or not but the talking that's going to go on on the field right and from the fans they're going to say some inflammatory things, try and get our kids to go at them. And so long as the refs don't tell you otherwise, talk all you want. Yep. Just don't start swinging because they're going to be looking for when you start swinging. Just be smart. You know, and it, it, you get ejected in the second half, you're out the McKinley game. Tough luck, you know, and that, that's Wait. when we're going to need you. Is that next week? Yes, it is. Oh my! Yeah, yeah. I really think the uh, our bigger opponent this week is not as much Louisville as it is that it's week nine. Yeah, which yeah. you know, notoriously, I, I remember Matt texted us the stat earlier this week. I forget what it is, but our record on week nine has not been great over the last decade. Four and six. Four and six out of our last ten week nine games, you know. So. And we've also played extremely competitive St. V's teams a lot of those week nines, though. Yeah. But yeah. again, I, they always, you know, historically they say the best two weeks to play Maslin are nine and eleven, like weeks nine and eleven, weeks nine and weeks eleven. So, yeah. So I mean, it, it's not as much as how good Louisville is. I mean, I think their competition level is is something that we should be able to handle. Uh, it's really just not getting caught up in the noise. You yep. know, it's week nine. There's a lot of buzz about the McKinley game already. Uh, you know, so you just got to go out there. You got to handle business first, which we've we've alluded to earlier, you know, how good our coaches are at keeping the kids in the now moment. Focused. Um, and but one big thing, like you brought up, is, you know, suspensions. If, if you were to get in trouble in this Louisville game, it's going to hinder your playing time in the McKinley game. And which is you cannot allow that to happen. I mean, you know, we, our coaching staff's really good, and they're going to be on top of it. But still, you know, these are just kids, and it's something they're going to have to keep in the back of their head. You're going to have to have seniors step up and remind players as the game goes on that you know you just can't retaliate to anything. You know, they always say the second guy is the one that gets in trouble, yep. especially in football, right? Yep. So I mean, you you just can't retaliate whatsoever. It, it's going to be, you know, it, it's not a trap game. But it's week nine. I I think week nine is always a trap game because it's just so hard, you know, for the common person to stay mentally focused, knowing that as soon as you get home, it's going to be McKinley week. And I, I will say if we've had, like you talked about before, you've alluded to plenty. If we've ever had a staff that's really good, like you said, at keeping kids focused on what's in front of them, I think it's this one. So I hope we can really try and change that this year. And not to discredit anybody here, you know, the staff has done a tremendous job of getting the kids to buy in. You know, it's like we're just this week, you know, the kids have bought into it, too. They're just business like. Yeah. They're just looking at it as it's just this week. We'll take care of what we have to do for Louisville. Then we'll look ahead to our next opponent when it's time for that. Yep. So I, I. 
you know, like we've said, it, it's a big thing from the last regime to this one of just the whole team atmosphere and culture. But the kids have really bought in, and they're kind of owning it this year. I know it's been you know echoed before. I'm extremely excited, like you said, to play a team from Stark County, a program that historically has been good. They've played good football in the past. And like you said, I'm really excited to see a team who wants to play us and who's, yeah, we'll, we'll come to your place next year, play us here, let's get this ball rolling. And I hope we keep this going. Um, but then you talk, they base out of, you know, four wide. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you know, I've read articles where they throw the ball a lot. We haven't seen a team as proficient at throwing the ball. And then I think, I don't know, we didn't lose many starters off our defense last year. And then I remember a week 12 game out in Worcester when we played Ashland, who based out a five wide. And our defense absolutely shut them down all night. This is not the first time these kids have seen a passing attack. So I think we'll be just fine there. And, you know, a big thing there was I had another coaching friend, not on staff now or then, but uh, he was talking to me about that, how we got after them early and often with blitzes and various pressures, Mm -hmm. that the kid got happy feet, you know, and it wasn't even – in through the first quarter that he's back there his footwork looks bad he's throwing off his back foot he's you know he's feeling phantom pressure when it's not there and i can't imagine us not getting after Louisville's quarterback just like we would then because i trust our athletes that they can match up with whoever Louisville has yep so it, it'll be a fun chess match to watch you know who what we do versus what they do they're going to have to try and run a lot more man-beater routes, which uh, I think that's a big answer to RPOs moving forward. Not that they run those, but like you can see that in the NFL. I know like the Eagles were a big RPO team last year. They brought the whole thing kind of into the spotlight. And now so, you hear it every game, every Sunday. Regardless of whether or not it is an RPO. Whether or not it happens, yeah. Yeah. But... Now, it, it'll be a fun chess match, see what they do versus what we do. Uh, you know, I got us coming out on top. I don't think, offensively speaking, we're going to have to do much more than what we have all year, which is to say we're going to run power down their throat. What do they base out of on defense? Uh, Four-man front. They roll between cover three and, I think, uh, quarters a okay. little bit. So. Really, the only team that's tried to play us with uh, too high consistently all year was St. V, mm-hmm. and we had a great running day against them. Everybody else has loaded the box against us, and we've had great running days against we them, still too. still ran all over them. Yeah. So, regardless of how you want to play us, I mean, we're still going to run the ball. We're probably going to run the ball efficiently. <laughs> and, you know, look ahead to uh, – Hey, Christmas season in Madison's getting close, boys. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before, but just the experience we have of all the different types of teams that we play. I mean, it, when it comes to like a spread offense, you know, of course, we, we didn't schedule this team, but uh, it was, what, Ashland in the playoffs that mm-hmm. ran that spread offense. You know, we, we played Menor for years. They like to throw the ball a lot. Uh, you know, St. V kind of spread it out on us a little bit. Uh, so, I mean, these are things that we see all the time. You schedule Perry however many years. They won't play us anymore. But you schedule Perry <laughs> for how many years? Uh, not many, actually. They run the wing tee. So, it's all these different things, all these different types of offenses we have to go against. So, we have a lot of experience going against a, a bunch of different types of offenses. You know, we have plenty of tape on it, plenty of uh, 
teaching moments on it. They can go back and see, you know, what did we do against Menor week one last year? Mm. You know, some of the kids still played super early. Right, week one, a learning moment for a lot of the kids, right? Um, at the same time, it's still, you can show them film of themselves, how they prepared against it, uh, whatever it may be. Look at the Ashland game, look at St. V. The issue is that we always have tape. My thought with that, too, you just brought up the Mentor game. Kids who started week one, they have had 22 starts since that game. Like, if we want to talk about experience, these kids have gotten a lot of time playing football and playing at a high level. Mm. I'm... I'm extremely excited. You know, that's something Kale said a couple weeks ago. That's four extra weeks of practice. Right, last season, yeah. Yeah, and that's just something that you can't replicate, you know, having live reps against guys that, you know, when you go against either your own system early in the in the summer and then you get into two-a-days and you're trying to give, you know, your starters different looks and stuff, you still kind of, like, learn – the practice squad guys certain tendencies and stuff mm-hmm. so to have all those extra reps and live fire against actual you know different opponents and good football teams yeah it, you know that can't be understated that, that you can't put a price on that no not at all yeah so one last thing with Louisville you know like you guys said I mean I really like the fact that we are playing them I'm, I'm glad that they scheduled us uh I really hope this doesn't happen, but I, I could see it happening. You know, one thing that, you know, people have always complained about with Massillon in the past is when we travel to their stadium or not wanting to travel to their stadium. I mean, Louisville, they, they have a newer stadium. It's a little, it's bigger than their last one. Uh, so, I mean, it's going to, it's going to hold a decent crowd. It's still going to sell out, but at least we can get, you know, our fans there. Uh, but when it comes to it, they don't have any parking at the stadium. At all. They, they don't have parking at the stadium. They have a few public parking places a couple blocks away from the stadium. But there's not just one parking lot you can go to. So if you're going to get there, depending on what time you get there, you're going to have to find which lot is open, which side street is open. Uh, I mean, luckily for us, you know, I, I'm able to get off work early on Friday, so we're going to get over there at a pretty decent time. We'll, we'll pick wherever we want to park. But for the average person, you know, good luck trying to find a parking spot. They, they did note where these public spots are. Uh, it's online. Uh, I don't know if they put it in the paper or not, if they're going to put it in the paper. I'm not sure. But it's I saw it on Twitter. I'm sure it's on Facebook. They, they show where the parking spots are. There's not many of they're not big there's like no. four different ones because they're small parking lots i think one is like a church parking lot you can only park there if you give donations they have a couple free spots but they're they're not big lots um so i mean it's not going to be easy to park over there at the same time at least up until today wednesday that we're recording they still had tickets for the bus still had tickets for the second bus yeah so yes. maybe that's something you you should jump on here as soon as you hear the podcast you know try to contact somebody about a ticket it's twenty dollars they drop you off at the gate they pick you up at the gate you don't have to find a random parking spot five blocks away from the stadium and you also don't have to sit there after the game's over they get those buses out first quick you know yeah yeah so i mean it's definitely worth it if you don't want to drive over i mean by all means get get a ticket for the bus it, it's worth it yeah and I guess while we get into it, other housekeeping things, uh, Bonanza Coupons, Booster Club Meeting, Blood Drive, Food Drive, 
Find us on Twitter at Black Swarm Pod, Facebook, The Black Swarm Podcast, Gmail, The Black Swarm Podcast at gmail.com. You know, if you had questions, comments, concerns, um, we're going to do something special for McKinley Week. We have two big guests coming up. Uh, I think we're going to have two other episodes. So look for, I think it's going to be a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday release rather than just a one episode, you know, because there's three seasons for Madison football. Yep. Weeks one through nine, week 10, and postseason. So we want to go all out for Christmas time. Yeah. So we're going to have a bunch of uh, podcasts next week and we'll definitely, you know, tell you when they're going to be coming out uh but one last thing you know i say it every week make sure you go to the booster club meeting but if nothing else go to the mckinley booster club meeting it's it's not like the other booster club meetings it's like a mini rally almost mm-hmm. it seems like they have the band the swing band in the auditorium i think they have a lot of the players a lot of the seniors maybe i know traditionally my, they do yeah, yeah. i, mean, I, know I can't, my senior year we had all the seniors there yeah I, I mean i i can't guarantee that's what they're doing this year but usually they have the swing band in the auditorium they have the cheerleaders they have the seniors uh, up there or maybe just the captains maybe the entire team i, I forget uh but it's more like a, a rally than it is just a regular booster club meeting you're still gonna hear um about mckinley's team you're, they're probably gonna show some film on them and break it down for you but at the same time you know there's a lot more going on uh, a lot more people usually show up for it uh People usually only come to one each year, and it's the McKinley one. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a pretty large crowd. Right now, both teams are still undefeated. So, I mean, that's something to look forward to. Uh, if nothing else, make sure you come to the Booster Club meeting Monday night at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, yeah. Just to add on to that, you know, Mass and Proud, follow them, social media. They're very good with all updates concerning Mass and football. MassonTigers.com, all the information you want. If you want to dive into the big numbers that we put up on uh, on Friday against Hunt Valley. I know a couple of the records are broken. That It just occurred to me we didn't get to. Uh, Jameer broke the all-time touchdown career record for Maslin. Broyles, I think we touched on it a little bit, broke the all-time career kickoff return touchdown record. Bauer broke the record for extra points, I believe. Most PATs in a game, I think, Ohio. Yeah, so I was told that it was the most extra points uh, in a game in Ohio history, and it's the most in the country since, like, the early 20s. Oh, wow. And supposedly that record was, like, 27. So we're still trying to figure out how a team kicked 27 extra points in a game. But (laughs) uh, talk about running up the score. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, also, I think uh, it was the most points by a Maslin kicker total. Mm-hmm. He had 17 total points because he had a field goal as well. Yeah. Oh, one last thing we didn't get to touch on. Um, back about all the you know the trolling with how we ran up the score. I think my favorite thing I saw, which I didn't take seriously at all, was, well, you know, Paul Brown, he would never do that. He, the man that in his 1940 season averaged 40-some points a game back when if you scored three touchdowns you were considered a high-powered offense yeah you know just just know any of the hate coming our way brush it off rub it off you know just let it go because no matter what we do there's gonna somebody's gonna want to put some asterisks next to it always so what is it they say when you wear masks on the front you have a target on the back 
That's a pretty big target this year. <laughs> so, I mean, that's all I got. Yeah, I, I can't. Th- I think we've ad nauseum about Sun Valley. Yep. Um, I think we're all in agreement that we're excited for Louisville. I'm excited for a fun game Friday night. And like you said, it's Christmas time come Friday night, Saturday morning. So, And, you know, looking ahead real quick, I don't know if I can get to this or not next week because I, again, fly-by-net operation. We still don't quite have our schedule down, what we're going to do next week. But, you know, start, you know, carb up a little bit, start drinking some more water now. Just Saturday's going to be a long day. Just be ready for it. Yep. So, go Tigers. Beat Louisville. Beat Louisville. Go Tigers.